She said it's Buffalo's farm. It's hometown. Yeah, that's big. And, and the reason why, you know, really having a conversation about Jack Carlo, because for those that may not know it, Jack Carlo is a white rapper. Um, one that, you know, carries himself um, in a way that he's gained a lot of respect, I think, from people in the industry, um, but also from the community, but particularly from the culture. The Culture Debrief is now in session. I'm your co-host, Doc Fresh, unapologetically representing all that I am, having the chance to stand on the shoulders of many to help out many more to come. Poetic, I like it. And I'm your co-host, Bree Neal, aka the critical care nurse, putting my stethoscope down to dive into the most important thing and the thing that I enjoy the most, and that's black culture. What's poppin'? Brand new we've just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that livestock pen. Okay, sports center, sports center, top ten. Oh uh, man, shout out to the great Stuart Scott. Shout out to him. One nine 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 oh six. I didn't know, but great brother, great man. Cool. Not all men are great. I don't. I was a great man. I don't know what you want me to say to that. <laughs> Man, how you doing this evening? I'm tired, boss. That sounds like the girl on uh, Drake's song. I'm tired, boss. Yeah, you did. Uh, I think did. she must be from Memphis. Two fingers up. No, we're not doing it, and that's not even the word. So let's focus back in. Today, we are going to be talking about Jack Harlow. Last night, my husband and I hit the Jack Harlow concert. We did, that young. At the Yum Center for all y'all that are unfamiliar because I know we're going to be worldwide. That's in Louisville, Kentucky. That's our... our, uh, our arena, man. Our arena. NBA arena. Our, our college teams play their men's and women's basketball. Our volleyball team played there. Shout out to the volleyball team. Number two in the nation. Yeah, facts. Uh, played a hard game against Texas, but it's a blessing to make it that far. Bigger and better things to happen. At least they're getting better last year. Final four this year. Uh, runner up, you know. It, it, y'all can only go up from here. Yeah, for sure. Major kudos to them. Um, but yeah, we had a chance to attend the concert last night, uh, check out Jock Hollow, and the opening act was. Mars. Mars. Yeah, yeah. She was pretty pretty dope as well. Yeah, she is pretty. I, I like her voice. She has a really nice voice. Yeah, I didn't know she was from here until you actually. Fact check me before. Oh, man. Any case. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, she sounded really well, and um, you can tell that she has a phenomenal career ahead of her. Are we fact checking? She don't. Okay, I think this is going to be annoying. All right, cool. We'll, 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 we'll find that information later. But yeah, so the concert was uh, phenomenal, I would say, in the aspect of major... No, she's from New York. I was from New York. Okay, that's close to Louisville. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was a good time. Um, we had a chance to meet some really good people while we were there. I'm all the way from... The mayor let yeah. the city. 
Okay, yeah. I'm just saying, just never know who you're going to run across at the Yum Center. Especially when you with Douglas Craddock. Junior. Because, yeah. Pops and Happy Beer mowing grass. <laughs> right now. <laughs> if he's not mowing it, he's plotting on how he's going to change something up. Sell some boxes on front. Shout out to Senior. Facts. But yeah, um, really good time. Um, it was, would you say sold out? Capacity as it could be? I mean, it was as sold out as it could be. I, I think he would, I, he can tell the truth to anyone and say it was sold out and I wouldn't call a lie on it. Yeah, bucket list. He said a bucket list for him. It's hometown. Uh, yeah, that's big. And, and the reason why, you know, really having a conversation about Jack Harlow, because for those that may not know it, Jack Harlow is a white rapper. Um, one that, you know, carries himself um, in a way that he's gained a lot of respect, I think, from people in the industry, um, but also from the community, but particularly from the culture, uh, as we would say, particularly the black community, our culture. And it's always interesting to, to have conversations or, or dive in uh, when a minority, a majority, I'm sorry, someone from the majority enters a minority space, um, it takes off. I will say, you know, percentage-wise in the crowd last night, maybe 70-30, um, more than that. I wouldn't say 70. I would say... 80-20? Uh, 85-15. Hey, I was surprised by that. I thought I thought there was going to be more black people there to be out. I did, too. Yeah. So tell me, how does that change the narrative? Like, how yeah. does that make you feel more comfortable or less comfortable? I'm going to be honest. Before we get into that, yeah. you know, when, he first, when we first moved here, yeah. I really didn't want to like him. Yeah. I, I really didn't. I turned him off every time he came on the radio. I just really... So was that based on... Because I know you're not a huge Eminem fan. So is it kind of based on that in that regard? Or just... I don't not like Eminem because he's white. I don't like Eminem because I don't like how he raps. Okay. Yeah. Like I think it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Like I don't want to listen to that. I don't. I don't care what color. You could be Asian. I'm still not gonna listen to it. Hey, shout out Detroit. Oh, Malcolm Muhammad, Doctor Muhammad. Hey, shout out Detroit. Inkston, <laughs> Inkston. Where is he from? Something like that. You don't know. Here we go. Something like that. Shout out to Malcolm Bill Muhammad. Blessings. New job in Atlanta. Let's go, boy. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Malcolm. Um, no, it, it's not based off of that. I think that naturally I had resistance personally to um, penetration of something I find sacred is our culture. Um, it's not really based off of racial demographics. It's more so just the culture. And I feel like when you're not from the culture, even in any sense, it's really hard for me to be receptive of you um, when I feel like culture vulturing, vult, culture vulture is really high in the um, atmosphere at this time. So I think that that put me on guard. So I didn't really want to hear it. Yeah. But living in Louisville, Kentucky, I felt like I was gonna hear it regardless. Yeah. And even even when I turned off the local station, he was so excellent. <laughs> he was, and, and I guess it, he kind of grew on me a couple songs. I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's I can't I cannot hate and say it's not good. This music I'm bothered to. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read a recent article um, about him. Well, I read it was recent to me, but it was about a year old. Uh, years some change. Uh, but he talked about how he acknowledged that he's not a street artist. 
like he come from the streets, but that's not the type of lane he's in. Right. And he also acknowledged like I'm not a black rapper. So he really took that into into play to say that it was up to me to stand into the gap to allow people to to see how a white rapper can stand beside the black community and support the things that are going on. So he was very prevalent during the Breonna Taylor protest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he did a lot of things and continues to do a lot of things uh, for the community here in Louisville, but probably also outside of the, the city and the state as well. And similar to you, I'm just initially being here and not having a connection to him because I feel like most people have some type of connection to him. Right. And kind of grew out. He's homegrown. Uh, it was like, okay, you know, he's rapping, he's a white guy, but okay, it's more poppish to me. I, I felt like at times we kind of talked about that yesterday. But. but why? But to me, I don't know. It's it's almost like when they say Beyonce can't be a country artist when she's clearly singing in a country. Yeah. It's it's like you have the blinders on. I think I couldn't do that for him. Like he literally was rapping. I don't true. pop artists don't rap. So That's true. Yeah, it's just categorizing based on. You know, whatever those blinders you are, you just said. But I will say last night, I mean, he was flowing. I mean, he was hitting high 16s, had the crowd going. Um, we, we, we got our little Jack Harlow on before going to the concert. Uh, shout out to Title and, and doing that, you know what I'm saying? And really seeing what, what he was spending about it and all the different artists that he's connected with, particularly last year. I think he said, he said he's done 150 shows this year or something like that. Um, I'm not sure. The world, from Australia to mm-hmm. uh, so it shows that people not only enjoy his music, but he said a young lady had been to 50 shows this year alone. This was her 50th show last night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think for me it was an opportunity to kind of step back and really see uh, just not the words he was spitting, how he was moving, connected to the impact he's having. Look at his supporters, um, which may not be a true. I guess illustration last night of how diverse his supporters are across the board and you know I ain't gonna lie this morning I'm like let me pull up Jack Harlow on right quick <laughs> I worked out to Jack Harlow I listen last night I when I, I that's what I went for to be open like I wanted to be open I wanted to really hear him and give him a chance and I felt like he converted me into a fan I'm gonna be honest he came out he was like you know there's probably some people in the crowd who didn't believe in me I was like that was me bruh I'm the one <laughs> I was I was in the I was hating on you and you converted me. I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of, and you're right. Uh, rightfully so. He he has a chip on his shoulder and he should. I mean, if I was in his shoes I'd feel the same way. Um, especially talking about he'd be a one hit wonder and after hearing him I'm like, Okay, he has some he has some songs. Yeah, I agree. He, he does he got in his him. And he talked right. about his article like he's all, all he can be is authentically himself. And from that, what comes will come from it. Right. I can't say that I look at him and say, oh, he got that from this person. He got that from this artist or it it does seem like it's him. Like he I feel like he was pretty similar, probably in high school, Mm. middle school. And it's just his identity. And, um, you know, I even like the fit. A lot of people didn't like the fit. He had the the bell bottoms. I'm a sucker for bell bottoms. He had the jean bell bottoms on. They had stars. He had he had cowboy boots on. Them things was shining. Yeah, Ooh, I was like, you fresh, dog. I'm gonna get you, sucker. <laughs> what? You never seen that movie? 
No, it's probably from the 1970s. Technically, that's the. I'm gonna get you. That's an old buddy was walking. He had uh, like a goldfish in his platform shoe. I'm gonna show it to you when we get off the podcast. You dating yourself? Yeah, no, nah, I'm just. I'm gonna get you, sucker. But anyway, I, I will say that it was eye opening, but also an illustration how we can just continue to grow as people and as individuals and how we identify um, artists, subject matter experts, wherever the case may be. I'm really looking at their talent and impact. I think goes a long way. On a deeper level, I feel like the way I personally approach, yeah, we heard that. Mm-hmm. We heard that long ago. Oh, you look down, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you be taking deep. Still work. Uh, but anyways, we... Um, Sometimes we open allyship or we close off allyship because of the lens. We don't want them to mess up a sacred space. And I feel like it was almost metaphorical. Like you come in a space and you're open to hear what someone has to say and it may be helpful. And even though his rap, I'm not going to say is necessarily helpful. I think opening up to him, I just put another artist on title. So next year when you see that he was one of the top, <laughs> he was a top rated artist. Cause I kept listening to him. Um, I think that's what, how we kind of, got to have to approach the world and I think that I haven't always been that way being from Memphis um, being really ingrained into the culture mm-hmm. I felt like it. Was, I had to hold space and people couldn't penetrate it and I think as I've gotten older and with maturation and penetrating different careers that I've been in and different um, academic um, environments I've realized that there is a lot of power in differences mm-hmm. and when you open up and actually hear and see instead of closing off and trying to hear and trying to see and using that confirmation bias you can grow and I feel like that's kind of what I learned like last night it was enjoyable I uh, two years ago I, I'm not going to no Jack Harlow concert <laughs> yeah for sure who do you think I am but I agree with you 100% man it's uh man it's just another opportunity to expand horizons but also like you said on a deeper note I'm thinking about allyship and allies and how we navigate this space, how important it is for people to step in and at least attempt to take a look at our day-to-day like positionality and the way we move and how we think and the things that we see and the, the troubles that come our way, so to speak. And I feel like not knowing Jack Harlow personally, this is just an outside kind of perspective that um, he's attempting to get it, attempting to get it, I'm sorry, um, but also he's looking to see how he can support and elevate our culture, our community, our people in a way that doesn't necessarily benefit himself, um, but just helps us in a very meaningful, impactful way. I mean, we play ball with a cat that's part of, you know, his, his group. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a friend or an associate that. Mm-hmm. So we, we there's connections there. We can see those people that are rolling with him. And I think, you know, just kind of speak to his circle and kind of impact he's making. So, you know, I, I think you know, it was a good time. We enjoyed it. Uh, continue to grow and evolve on our own and then from that hopefully there'll be other opportunities and other people that are allies that step out and um, really push the envelope um, as we continue to kind of navigate this space and this world it's always a good time going and dancing and I think that was probably the only concert we didn't dance that much to I I mean it was like first we we trying to grow into them um, but I say that to say it's always a good time going to concerts and entertainment with you um, and uh, I yeah I really enjoyed it I 
like him more. Um, Gain a fan. He did he, he, too. So you're you're a fan too. On another note, before we sidetrack, because it sound everything you say sound like you ending the conversation, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want. I wanted to say, you know, earlier when we was in the gym, I was being mean to you, and and I'm saying that because <laughs> I don't be trying to be mean. <laughs> I don't be trying to be mean. I think I'm just highly sensitive, which is okay. But what I learned is that like it's not knowing how to be kind is remembering to be kind and sometimes I forget I know how to be kind but sometimes I forget and then I walk away I'll be like that was rude like why did you just get mad about that <laughs> but I can't help it in the meantime but I'm reflecting on the way home I was like yeah I was that I didn't have to get mad at that I think but this is what I think this is what my anger was we had so much time during this break allocated for like personal time I felt like today even though we did take a Spanish class even though we seen each other in the morning I felt like finally we get to do something together side by side and then it seemed like it wasn't gonna happen and I was annoyed by that so I just was sad because I didn't get to spend time with you like I thought. No, I appreciate it. I mean, I didn't take it. I, I did think you were being mean at that moment, but I didn't take it harder or get upset. And in that same breath, you know, I got to We did rewind the tape last week, y'all, when she said that it signified. She did not say false hope, and we went back and rewinded. So I stepped out acknowledging that um, I added the false to the <laughs> conversation uh, to, to, to prove a point and further my thoughts. Um, but as y'all can see in here, or really here, this is what love look like. So Yeah, it might be a little chaotic at times. <laughs> we was on a panel too, y'all. I'm a, we can end this, but we was just on a couple panel. We it was very fulfilling because we were talking to young ladies um in high school, right? Yeah. And they a lot of them really didn't see married couples and I didn't grow up seeing it. So it was very fulfilling. So, you know, the ebbs and flows of being married, um, I think with this podcast we don't want it to be a marriage podcast but you can't separate the fact that we are in a relationship for the long haul and we want to make sure that you know like these conversations are authentic we love just chopping it up we talk about things all the time we want to bring it to the mic Mm -hmm. and then also you probably are gonna see you know the way we love even if it's banter and it's me telling him that I know I ain't say that bruh and (laughs) yeah man so in that same breath shout out to our guy Amari Fleming and the great work that he's doing with sowing seeds and faith yeah it's amazing impact man the youth and you know we're here to support um any way possible so i think that's a wrap that's a good one yeah knowledge is a blessing blessings are meant to be shared so with that go on and share your blessings i don't think that's how it goes <laughs>